Before we dive into today's episode, I want to tell you about a free three-act worksheet to help you structure your story. Whether you're a plotter or a pantser, a novelist or short fiction writer, this three-act worksheet will help you navigate your material and even begin each new story with a better plan. Download yours at nancypinuccio.com forward slash act. Stop getting stuck in the middle of your draft. Go grab this free worksheet, nancypinuccio.com forward slash act. Inspiration is a mysterious, mercurial force. Sometimes it shows up, sometimes it doesn't. But what if we could summon inspiration at will? If every time that we sat down to write, we could reach that magic zone where the words flowed freely onto the page for hours? What if there were some particular rituals or triggers to that special consciousness that guaranteed an unstoppable, no-holds-barred writing session? I'm Nancy Pinuccio, and on today's episode of Writer Unleashed, we'll explore five ways to write with unstoppable inspiration. Stay tuned. Writer Unleashed is for you, a writer who has a story you want to bring onto the page and into the hearts and minds of readers. I'm Nancy Pinuccio, writer, editor, and writing coach. And each week, we'll explore techniques, mindsets, and inspiration for writing stories readers can't put down. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's begin. Inspiration is mysterious. It can feel unpredictable. Sometimes we're on fire, and other times we feel like a dried up speck of dust with no soul. And what we often refer to as the muse, this force that fuels our creativity, it isn't outside of us. We don't have to wait for it to strike. It's right within us at all times. We just need to encourage it to come out and play. So here are some ways to summon your inner muse and to keep your inspiration flowing. Number one, relax. Writing is not entirely a conscious process. It's intuitive. When we try to control or summon our writing solely through the intellect, we sometimes wind up feeling disconnected from our work. And that's when creativity gets blocked. Our creative process flourishes when we're relaxed and receptive. Jack Myers, who explored creativity in his excellent book, The Portable Poetry Workshop, said that when we're in a state of receptivity, our creative powers are galvanized into action, many times on the unconscious level, by the power of suggestion triggered by our associations. And he illustrates it this way. If you see a bird, your unconscious will evoke the idea of flight or maybe symbols representing freedom. 
That in turn, or possibly simultaneously, reacts with memory, which might conjure up specific bird-related experiences. Then the chain reaction and interchange between memory and imagination, guided by rational and poetic logic, kicks in. So when we relax and pay attention to these unconscious signals, we become aware of the experience in terms of its meaning. We become conscious of what the unconscious is saying. So we make all these synaptic connections. So our synapses are firing. And this is where the writing flows. It's when we lose track of time, when we can write for hours at a stretch and forget to eat lunch. It's when we're unstoppable. So number one, relax. Don't try to will your work into being if it's just not happening in in the moment. Number two, free write. Free writing is one of the best ways to get words on paper that I know of. The idea here is to write nonstop, a stream of consciousness riff for a specific time period. Let's say 10 minutes or 20 minutes. The longer, the better when needed. The writing doesn't have to be grammatically correct or fluent It can be riddled with typos. It can be nonsensical chatter. It could be fragments. The important thing here is to keep writing. Just keep the ideas flowing. Can't think of anything to say? Feel about as inspired as a speck of dust? Great. Write about that. It's not that free writing leads to brilliant or polished writing. It could. It could lead to brilliant and polished writing, but that's not the point. The goal of free writing is in the process, not the outcome. When we free write, we break through our own creative resistance. We let go of our expectations to write something dazzling, structured, or even coherent. Our free write is our private, uncensored space. It's a creative freefall. Now, Many of us are deeply uncomfortable with a creative freefall, with not knowing where the writing is going and feeling out of control. But I promise you, whenever you're holding on to expectations of writing something brilliant or publishable or perfect or polished, whatever it is, you're censoring yourself. All the pruning and shaping and editing and clarifying can come later. If you want your writing to flourish, you first have to lose a certain amount of control. Control and structure and editing can come later, after you've gotten a rich, loamy draft down on paper. Number three, carry a notebook. Slip it into your back pocket or slip it into your your pocketbook or make a note on your smartphone. Capture random things that you observe or imagine. Anything goes here. Snippets of conversation you hear over here on the train, the quirky habits of your boss, 
an image or a memory that occurs out of thin air, anything that fascinates and pulls you in or anything that repels you, anything that you have a strong reaction to. Now, the great thing that happens when you keep a notebook on hand is that you begin to tune into the world around you. You become present. You become more receptive. You catch all the nuances and the subtext and the surprising juxtapositions. Now, all of this is inspirational nuggets for your writing. Now, you never know where this will all lead, right? So number four, play. Now, writing prompts are a great creative fire starter. It could be a word, a situation, a phrase, or an image. You can start with a list. You might list every job you ever had or every lover who broke your heart. Now, the point of this is that you just pick one. One of those could be the spark for a new story, or it could help unlodge a creative block that you're experiencing in the story that you're working on now. You know, what memories or associations do do any of this spark in you? What does it inspire? Look through old photographs or letters. I happen to have boxes of photographs from decades ago. I mean, whenever I move, the hardest part of packing is packing my books and packing my photographs and my boxes of letters. I'm pretty nostalgic, so I hold on to this stuff, but I find that whenever I have the opportunity to look through these boxes, what it unearths for me are really strong memories that are attached to very strong emotions. And that is the fuel that keeps us writing. We write with emotion. We need that emotion to keep the momentum going. So any random object or word can unleash a flood of associations, images, and memories. It could be the impetus to a a rich, full-fledged story, or it can help you get unstuck in the middle of your story where you are right now. It's all about bringing an exploratory approach to your writing that calls upon conscious, unconscious, intuitive, and serendipitously received images, sentences, characters, phrases, and so on. And by the way, this all goes for revision too. You can do all of this when you're revising because that is also an exploratory and receptive uh, process. So you can use revision to also, when you're trying to re-envision your story, use any of these techniques to dislodge a block or wherever you're getting stuck. And number five, write about what matters to you. F. Scott Fitzgerald used to advise aspiring writers to sell your heart, your strongest reactions, not the little minor things that only touch you lightly, the little experiences that you might tell at dinner. So what's important to you? What attracts you? What perplexes you? What frustrates you? What repels you? What memories refuse to let you go? What is it about your past that you're trying to understand? What are you ashamed of? Explore your fears. The parts of us that we most like to keep hidden, even from ourselves, are precisely what fascinate readers. 
Why? Because we recognize those hidden parts in ourselves when we read. And what we really want when we read a story is to see ourselves reflected back in some way. So let your work breathe. Remain curious about the world. Remain curious about yourself and how you interact with the world around you. Let go of this notion that you have to wait for the muse and or inspiration to just show up before you have permission to write or permission to be brilliant. Become your own muse. So number one, relax. Stay open and receptive, especially when you're stuck. Number two, free write. If you're stuck somewhere in the middle of your story, or you're trying to find your way into a new story, or there's just a scene that feels off, just free write and see what comes up. Number three, carry a notebook. Capture what you observe or anything that pulls you in. Number four, play. Consider writing serious play, but have some fun with it. Number five, Write about what matters to you. What are you trying to figure out about yourself or someone else or the world as you write? Thanks so very much for tuning in today. I hope these five tips help you find your own wellspring of inspiration. If this episode resonated with you, please leave a review. And if you haven't subscribed yet, hop on board. I come to you each week with writing tips and inspiration so you can write stories that matter to you and that matter to your readers. I'll see you next week, same time, same place. Till then, keep writing and I'll talk to you soon.